You're listening to the Jesus Culture San Diego Message of the Week. I get the privilege of introducing um, our very own Lauren Hassan, who is a part of our community. And Lauren, Lauren, uh, for those of you that don't know Lauren, Lauren and Bob are a significant part of why we're here in San Diego. Lauren has been praying for this region for decades, sowing into this region, praying, and she's been praying for us, for this, what's happening here. She's been praying, not just praying, but building things in the region and city. But Lauren came up to me, I think it was a month or two ago, and she's like, I've got a word. And um, I, I, I was like, which is not a surprise, one, but two, as she began to share with me what that word was, um, I, uh, we, we both were talking about this, like it was just perfect to come after this series we just have been going through on the pursuit of God. So uh, get ready. Uh, this is, you're going to get rocked, but I want you to do this. Could you stand up and give Lauren a warm JC San Diego welcome? Yeah. Woohoo! Oh, thanks, friend. Yeah. Woohoo! Oh my gosh. Are we ready? Are you sure? Okay, we're going to start with a slide. I want you to see this slide. This is of someone that I love. Ah. Okay, this is my spiritual father, Don Williams. Uh, This picture was taken by a good friend of ours, Darren Roundson. Uh, He was my pastor and friend for 30 years, a little over 30 years, longer than you've been alive, most of you. And if you notice in this photo, he's having coffee with a friend that he introduced us to who became our dear friend and now Zach's good friend. And he is wearing a shirt that's got a little logo on it that was a gift from my dad. Wow. This is life. This is all that matters. This is relationship. And I got to keep having my relationship with him because Bob was one of his sons throughout his whole life. Okay, Bob, you're killing me right now. (laughs) And he said, your currency is trust. And all that matters is relationship. And in this photo, there are five of us connected He loves the word. He loves the cross. He loves the Holy Spirit, which got him fired from the Presbyterian church that he served for many years. And he became the theologian of the vineyard. And he made room for women so that I can stand here today and love the word and love the cross and love the Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to dedicate this today to our Don, who's now fully talking to Paul in the epistles. And someday I am really hoping that Bob will preach him up because this would be Bob's space with Don as his son. But Don, I just wanna thank you. And I wanna take your ground and I want your ground to move through me and to everyone here that we keep taking ground. Now, my spiritual dad, who was friends with my earthly dad, uh, I have a dad, okay, I'm sorry, 
if any of my siblings listen to this, I am his favorite. <laughs> I'm sorry, you didn't show up today. I can say whatever I want to say. My dad and I, I'm probably the most like him out of all of his kids. And there's nothing I can ever do that's wrong. So to have one argument in our life, I don't think is a bad thing, but it was a significant thing. And it's when I was in college and I was changing my major from communications to theater, and my dad was a new believer. And uh, he just thought that we would agree on this. So he came and he said, sweetheart, like this is a really bad choice. And I knew it was a really good choice because I thought about it for a really long time because it's not lucrative to have a degree in theater. And uh, he said, no, you know, he was a new believer at that point. He goes, I just, it's immoral. You know, Hollywood's bad. And he just kept going on all the things that he felt about it. And he thought at that instant I was going to, like normal, like, I totally hear your viewpoint and I agree with you, but I didn't. And it was a really hard few weeks over that Christmas break, going into his birthday. I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, Dad, I love you. I, I, like, this is killing my heart. And he said, I know. He said, okay, I'll tell you what. I love you. I believe in you. I do not love theater. I do not believe in theater, but I get you. And I know you need to do what is in your heart to do. I won't support it really financially or anything else, but I love you, and that's what I can give you. So right there in my spirit, there became an insecurity. Like, God, I'm not actually blessed. I'm not actually free in this. I'm sort of in between something. So I went to San Diego State because that's what I could afford. And I think that worked out well because I'm still here all those years later. So I'm not going to complain. But um, I, I was there and I, uh, I auditioned for this advanced acting class. It's really like you work super hard to get into this class. It's like 10 people get in. It's the pinnacle, 10 actors. There's four directors. And so I worked really, really hard to this point on my craft and my piece. And so I get in the class and I'm thinking, snap, I killed that one. And one of the directors looks at me and he goes, I really didn't get your piece. It's like, wow, okay. So crap, that means choices. Like, which choices did you not like? Or was it the through line? Or like, help me understand your viewpoint. And as it unfolds, he says to me, well, the issue is you changed it. I changed it? How? He said, you took the language out. Oh, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I did take the language out. But, you know, she's a prostitute. She's gritty. And I like her brokenness. I think that was really clear what I was giving you, the truth of this person's life. No, no, you took the language out. What's the problem with that, Lauren? Then my professor jumps in. And so for the entire year, once a week, the professor would look at me and he'd say, Lauren, tell the class to F off. My Scottish pride, A, I'm a Christian, I'm a new believer, I'm not doing it, but I'm not protected. I don't have my father's blessing, I'm not protected, so it's killing me inside. Like, what if he's right? What if I don't belong in this sphere of influence? So I don't, and I don't. It gets to the point, people come in, look, I am not here to judge your work, 
I am here to help you build your craft, and I hope you're here for me in the same way. So finally, at the end of that year, I start to feel so awkward. Like if you're out, you know, in the quad, I'm just sort of like, if I'm not doing work, I'm just like, oh God, here I go. Like I just, ugh. And, I, and I'm shrinking, and I'm shrinking, and I'm shrinking, and all of a sudden I'm like this really inwardly small person. And it's miserable. And as a new believer, I'm like, Jesus, like, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know how to do this anymore. Like, I need help. I don't even have a believer in this whole department. Like, I'm alone, and like, I'm trying to do what I think you want me to do, and yet I can't take it. And he goes, where did you go? I don't know, like, here, standing for you. I think I'm doing the right, I don't know. What do you mean, where did I, where, here, <laughs> here, I'm here demanding a response. And he said, no, no, no. Where did Lauren's identity go? You shrank. And the enemy now has jurisdiction to tell you who you are. And you're so small, you can't find yourself because you're just waiting for the next thing to come and hit. The people who do that to you, Lauren, are broken, they are insecure. You brought light, and it made them super uncomfortable with choices that they were making. So the problem is, you're now focused on what's wrong with you instead of how do you connect with people in the world. I'm going to switch your eyes around. I'm going to give a focus on them. You're going to understand them. And I'll tell you who's for you, who's not, doesn't matter. But you'll start to regain who you are meant to be and you will see them with my eyes, and I'll show you, oh, they're hurting, they're that, they're broken. Oh, she's kind. And in that moment, everything changed. Insecurity, their feelings, they're raw, they're difficult, they make you feel embarrassed, they make you feel unworthy, they make us shrink in every part of the identity that God has given us. Why is this key right now? Because what has happened is Zach has laid out this whole pursuit of God's presence, your identity, what that's about. And the next obvious place that we take that is we move it out to an expression of the way he made us to the world. And who hates that? Oh my gosh, the enemy is like, oh no, 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 don't have them, no, don't do presents, just like they're barely saved, just keep them barely saved, just lie, stuff, don't let them move into something new, oh my gosh, I can pursue him with presents, this is pretty cool, I'm loving this, oh, I want you to do something, oh, you want me to do something, no, don't do that, be insecure, struggle with those feelings, because if you move past that, Oh, that's right, you, we, are going to change the world. Once we know who we've created to be, something changes, and we're like, oh, I change culture. Culture doesn't change me. Okay, I'm going to give you a, a different acting experience. It was Kim Walker-Smith. Okay, who doesn't love her? Yeah, thank you, Kim. Okay, 
So Kim tells me, she knows I used to be an actress, and she goes, oh my gosh, you know, at one point, I decided to take an acting class. I go, really, how'd that go? She goes, well, you know, they let me in because they liked my personality and my energy. <laughs> so they don't know she's the singer. They don't even think about her. She goes down into this class, and there's a gal in the class, whenever she sat next to Janet, Janet would go like this to her. Like, I'm wafting away whatever's coming from you. I don't like it. Literally, I'm not even trying to hide it. Go. Holy Spirit, just from her, do not leak on me. Do not do it. <laughs> so one day they're in an exercise. It's a big circle. And they're sitting there, and the, and the instructor says, okay, take your energy, because your energy has to go to the back of the room. This is not film, it's theater. So she's like this, and she goes, okay, now look at the person across you. So Kim. No blinking. She's across from Janet. <laughs> Janet can't take it. Then the instructor says, okay, now take your hands and all your energy towards the person. So just picture Kim. Oh, she's like this, like, okay. Now, you know, Janet's twitching. She's freaking out. And then she says, pretend like this is Kim's voice. She goes, okay, now give voice to it. So here's Kim. Oh, so they're like this. Everyone's like, what, what just came out of her? Like, they're kind of looking like, what, what was that? Then the instructor says, okay, now, speak a different language. <laughs> so she starts fully with her big voice, praying in tongues. Okay, Janet literally falls out of the circle. She falls back like she, the power just... The demonic can't take it. It just knocks her way back. And the instructor goes like, what is going on? She looks at her. She goes, do you do this? Have you done it before? She goes, oh, yeah, Sean de Lachey, all the time. Sean de she goes, she was like, I don't understand. When? She goes, oh, she goes, in the shower, when I'm driving, it's what I do. Okay, that is who we are. Yeah. Right? Is culture going to define us or we going to define culture? Okay, she has the full-on witch demonic girl all the time, like, go away. No, I'm not afraid of you. I don't care how you feel. Oh, you're across from me? Well, maybe you're going to get set free today. <laughs> okay, why are these things hard for us? If we know that we are in the new kingdom, we're in the kingdom of light. I'm not in the kingdom of darkness. I am made with an identity, freedom, everything great. I am not made with insecurity and all these other things. But I want you to know that your brain and your emotions should have feelings that you don't feel secure. This is natural. So you kind of beat yourself up like, I'm beating myself up for No, do not beat yourself up for this. Let me help you right now. You're gonna feel so good about your life. Are you ready? Okay, your brain. Your brain goes with what seems natural. So every time you're gonna take new territory, you're gonna try something different, your brain's going, no, wait, wait, wait. We don't do this. I don't know what you're doing, because this is not familiar, and I need to keep you from failing. I need to keep you from being embarrassed. I need to keep you contained. I'm working overtime. I don't want to work overtime. Our brains take in 10 million bits of information per second. We're processing 40 to 50 bits of information 
a second. So what does that mean? There's so much stimulation coming at you that's called a default mode network that your brain is going to pack things together that feel normal and secure, that are they're attainable for you. Your brain isn't trying to always figure something out that's new. Like, if you are driving to work, you know the pathway. It's a neurological pathway. Think of it that way. You know how to get there. So now you're thinking of a variety of other things as you are driving to a known location. If you're in a city that you don't know, and you're sitting there, don't use Waze, that's pointless, and you're trying to get where you need to go, and there's traffic, and it's unknown, and there's a detour, your brain goes on overload. It's saying, I don't like this. I don't want to try something new. Okay, we're going to add on this. Are you ready? In the unrenewed mind, 80% of your thoughts are negative. 95% of your thoughts are the same thoughts you had yesterday. You're just regurgitating negativity about yourself, your situation, and others. All of that is an unrenewed mind, and it's why you are struggling at times with these feelings. You're like, oh, I kind of think I'm embarrassed, or I blew it, or it wasn't very good, or I don't really like Nancy. She's driving me nuts. It's never going to change. All of that means you're wired in the natural realm to feel insecure. Now, compound this is that your heart and your brain are one. They're not separate, they function together. There are electromagnetic impulses that go back and forth. So let's say your, your brain's going like, oh no, fear, fear. Your heart starts to beat fast. You're trying to work through something. We need to bring both of those into coherence and to recognize those are natural feelings for us to move forward. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. Your heart has to believe. Your emotions need to come in and they need to be identified. They need the presence of God to meet them. You need to feel like I am a whole being in front of God. I am a whole being that everything I'm going through, when I bring it into his presence, it matters to him. I need to know that if I have what I deem as negative or difficult thoughts, that they are just as holy to him when I'm speaking to them as things that are beautiful and lovely because I am interacting with him. It is when I stop abiding with him that there's a problem. It's when I pull back and try to figure it out in my own that I move out of his presence, I move out of his kingdom, and I start to try to do it on my own. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. So why would we think that our thinking, when we're trying to take new ground, we're trying to understand something new, would not be subject to this process? The beauty is he's saying, I want to bring you into my presence so that together we are creating and doing things that are new. Okay, look at this amazing scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. The weapons of the war we're fighting are not of this world, but are powered by God and effective at tearing down what? The strongholds, your belief systems, your 95% your repetitive pattern that are erected against his truth. 
We are demolishing arguments and ideas, every high and mighty philosophy that pits itself against the knowledge of what? The one true God. Okay, right here. We are taking prisoners of every thought, every emotion, and subduing them into the obedience of the anointed one. What does this look like? Okay, for me, because I'm saying, Lord, I want to be wholehearted. I, I want to understand the fullness that you're showing me what's going on in the interior of myself, because we're always taking ground. We are meant to take ground emotionally and mentally so we can take the ground that's before us that we're meant to conquer. And so this means we have to be a wholehearted approach to let him in, to be honest. You know, God, right now I am struggling with. So we start with the presence of God that Zach has masterfully brought us into. This is the presence. Then I bring him into the process I'm writing, I'm talking, I'm asking, I'm contending. I will not let go until his truth comes and I have peace. So you'll have presence, process. You're aligning, regroup me. Ah, peace. Then he's going to prophesy to you for that day. He's going to give you a word for that day. He's going to say, today, my voice is showing you this is where we're going to go. Today, this is how we're going to conquer that. Today, this is my provision for you. And then we're going to move in the assignments of that day into purpose. But there's changes you're, you're expecting. Wow, how are you going to unfold this? Moment by moment. How is that going to happen? Oh, I got a little dysregulated. Okay, let me move you back in. Let me tell you what we talked about. Here we go. So much progress will happen in your life. As you start to recognize these are feelings of insecurity, and I'm going to take those feelings back into the Lord, but in Him, I'm actually 100% secure. I want to take you to uh, Jesus and the disciples in John 13. Um, One thing that I do that really changes everything for me is that when I'm struggling with something, I ask the Lord to show me. I say, Jesus, when did you overcome this? Because he's overcome everything for us. So if I can see it, then I can go, wow, you felt that. You understand it. You conquered it specifically for me. Okay, what could be more insecure than all of the disciples not understanding that Jesus is going to die? What could be more insecure before he's resurrected that he's looking at his disciples and he's saying, oh, I love you. You you don't understand sometimes the parables I'm telling you. I'm going to leave you and you're going to be completely terrified, confused, and in pain. See, there's so many levels about the cross. I don't think we normally think, oh my gosh, this is like you're saying to your kids, oh, hey, there's a war in Ukraine and we're in it. Oh, that's right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave you and you won't know if you're gonna be alive. You're not gonna know the way through. You're gonna be terrified. And that's right, I told you I was leading you. I was told you I was secure for you. 
I was telling you that we were going to do this together, and you can't even understand what the kingdom is yet, and you will watch me be brutally murdered. As someone that loves you, I know the pain that that's going to cause you. You don't even understand yet. But you will be so insecure, and I have to allow you to go through that. Because that's part of my pain as your Savior. And I know one of you will betray me. But I also know that ten of you will die excruciating deaths in my name. That is conquering insecurity. That is him, and through the next three chapters, he says over and over again, abide with me. Father, protect them. Love each other. You don't understand what I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, you cannot understand what I'm telling you. It is impossible because you don't know the Father, so how can I explain to you that when I die, it's actually a gift because the Holy Spirit will be with you and he will empower you away from all insecurity so that you can conquer the world and take it in a way that has never been seen by man before. He doesn't say obey and I command you this without love. Wow. He keeps saying, I love you. You don't understand, but I love you. You can't get it, but I love you. It won't be something that you can grasp because how would you expect someone that you see brutally beaten and murdered and hanging on a cross to come back to be your king, your Lord and your friend? over and over again. And then he explains to them, there is a spirit and he's going to be like me. He's gonna stand in my place with you. And I'm not leaving you as an orphan. I'm not leaving you insecure. I'm not leaving you alone to figure it out yourself. He's gonna be an advocate. He's going to be a counselor. He's going to be a helper. He's going to be an empowerer. He's going to give you everything you need to be secure. So after he dies, I want you to see uh, us, what we look like in the middle of the Trinity. No forewarning here, I, I see that. Okay. So when he kept saying 12 times in those chapters, we are one. I am one with the Father. Now the Holy Spirit is going to be one with you. And you will actually be in a place of security where you are in the middle of our love. And the Father has plans and purposes for you that you don't even know. And that's right, I paid for it as Jesus and I'm always saying to the Father, I need that to happen for them. I'm advocating for them. Get the things out of the way that are forbidding it to happen. And I will not give up until I see what I paid for on the cross happen in their life. And then the Holy Spirit says, oh my gosh, I'm empowering you. I'm praying. I'm interceding at all times. So if we have this ability 
I want you to take that in your spirit right now. You have that ability. You are in the center of them. You're not left out. You don't, you don't not belong. You don't shrink back. How big is that? How much ground are they taking for you to be the middle of? How full is that space? There is nothing that he will not do. And as Zach kept speaking, this is what he talked about, the presence. We're not trying to hope he shows up. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. You cannot not be in the middle of who I am. How do we walk this out? Okay, your identity is in Christ, established. That's who you are. It cannot be removed. I don't, I don't care what you try to do because he's faithful and he will not deny himself. He will complete the good work he started in you. So, in our next slide, you're going to see this is, you have a circle of identity. It's large. It's broad. It's not confining. It's not constricting. The only time it's constricting, it's like, no, not that way. Don't go that way. That's not what I'm asking you to do. There's, a, there's no life in that, Lauren. It's dark. Come back over here. Oh, okay. Just stay in the light. Easy. Okay. That's who you are. Our next slide, you are meant to take dominion. You are meant to take new territory. It is impossible as a believer not to. I don't care if you think you're not taking new territory because every day he's taking that territory back in your brain and in your heart. He is switching your belief system. So sometimes it seems like I'm not moving. You're moving. He's giving you new dreams. If we keep going back to presence, how are you meeting me? Process. This is something new. I'm not sure how to do this. Would you give me strategy? Peace. Oh, this is what you want me to do now. Power. Oh, you're empowering me to do it for my purpose. We are not smart enough to take the right territory. We don't have the ability to figure out where we're supposed to go because why? We use 10% of our brains, but we have the mind of Christ. So our whole life, what he's saying, he's going like, look, I'm giving you my mind to show you things that are above and beyond what you could ever dare to ask or imagine. What I have for you, if you just keep doing every step with presence with me every day, we take new territory, we take new territory, we take new territory, we take new territory. He goes, oh my gosh, you just climbed a mountain. Did, did, you, did you imagine you were going to do that? Could Zach and I have imagined how this was going to work out, that we could have a building that could be used most of the time to change Southern California? How in the world did that happen? God recently showed me a prophecy he had for me, and he said, Lauren, look at this. I was like, oh my gosh. It was, we need a revival center that could have 150 people that they could sit Oh, that's right, we have three spaces. We could be training all the time. I said, you know, God, I would like a bathroom for one for men and one for women. I said, it would like be really good if it was under this square footage. Okay, 3,500 is what I could imagine. It's 35,000 square feet. Then at the very end, okay, I saw this in a journal. It was not my writing. I cannot even figure this out. We talked about it was not in my writing. And then it said at the bottom... North of the 56. 
Every time I drive on the 56, I look north. If I'm not coming here, I'm like, God, you're, you're, you're huge. What you're invited into here is going to be tremendous. You're invited to be at the beginning of something that we need all of you to take your new territory. We need you to show up. We need you to understand. And let me tell you how to not be presumptuous. Look, the next slide. Okay, uh, sometimes what's gonna happen is it's the wrong purpose. That's fine, don't be embarrassed. Try stuff out. God, is, is this meant for me? You might learn something that's key for your bigger purpose, but you're not shrinking, you're not shy, you're laughing like, oh, I'm not a loser. You're just saying it's not the right purpose. Okay, what's the other one? The wrong people. This is a big one. Sometimes you just want to be in some group because they seem like you. And then God's like, no, they're actually not you. The reason there's not a connection there is they're not you. They don't have the same heart. They're not the same territory. That you, like, you're going to be so bored with them after 10 minutes. They're not you. Do not let insecurity speak to you about that. Okay, last slide. What are we taking? We're taking his plans. We are taking his provision. And we are taking his people. This body of people is our tribe and our family. What can happen here once we tell the enemy, I will not partner with your lies anymore. When something negative, one of those 80% of unrenewed thoughts tries to take you out, you see it, you say, oh, I see you, Satan. I am coming against every argument that's coming against the cross of Christ because I already know what he did for me and I know that I am secure. I will not partner with that. Lord, what do you actually, thank you, Satan. This is a roadmap because you're so mad of where I'm going to go that you're actually overplaying, which is showing me what I'm meant to do. These are the conversations that we need to have. These are the conversations where he's saying, look, what I want to do with you and through you is one million percent something you're inadequate to do. Okay, can you imagine if you were Jonathan Rumi and they're like, you're to play Jesus? Every time he has to film, he's like, I'm not you, Jesus, but I've accepted this assignment, and if I give in to insecurity, I'll have no power on the screen. He actually has to fight that and to say, this is what I've been given to do, because what? With him, we are secure. With him, we can do all things. With him, we're going to take the world. With him, we are one small person. But together, how many people are in this room? This is not small. If two can put 10,000 to flight, what would happen if all of this in this room said, God, it's unique what you've given me. And I want to understand who's going to partner with me And who are the right people? What is the right purpose? How do we fit together in ways that are so unique, that are so incredible, that insecurity, like it can last for a second. Oh my gosh, this is how you change it. Okay, I I don't know how to do that. You ask me to do that? The only question is, are you calling me into this? That's your only question. Are you calling me into this? Yes, Lauren. I go, okay. Never done a production company. I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, I know. 
I know people who do. I go, okay, so we're gonna film stuff so people can have more content and understand who you are. He goes, mm-hmm. I go, okay, what do I have? He goes, where do you wanna start? I said, oh my gosh. I want everyone to know how to fully hear an incredible expanse of what your voice sounds like. He goes, so what have I given you? I go, weirdly, not weirdly, huh? Tons of profits. That's just my thing. I have favor with profits. Other groups, I was like, is this my group? I goes, boring. He goes, Lauren, look. <laughs> He's like this. I'm like, oh my gosh, how, how do I happen to know this person? And then I get to know that. I would know one person that would introduce me to another person. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're pretty much, they all love to hear God's voice. He goes, let's start with that. Let's start with one thing. He goes, why don't we film it? I go, I don't know, because I usually just speak and they film, but I go, start a production company. I go, I don't know how to do that. He goes, I know. This is why it's getting exciting. Okay, what, if I sat there going like all the reasons I disqualify myself, you, you wouldn't get the fullness of information right. that we want you to have. Yeah, that's right. Zach and I are in this together. Yeah. Melissa and Bob, we're all in this together because yeah. we're saying, what if this became a hub for Southern California? Yeah. What if it started in Takati and it went up to LA? Yeah. What if prophets actually liked each other? What if they actually said, let's find out how we're different but not argue? And let's give our keys out to people who want to learn. Oh, what if people that didn't, they thought I'm disqualified. How do you hear God? I don't know how to do that. Oh my gosh, because he speaks to you all the time. Come here, come on. We don't have time for that question. Come on, come over here. And you put the newbie with the person who already knows how to do it. And then they ask questions and they say, give them what you have. See, the issue is our security is over and over and over again. In the middle of the Trinity, that's where he's positioned us. And it's not saying we're Lord. It is saying it's where we belong. And it is saying that we look up to the Father, we look to the Son, we look to the Holy Spirit, and we're like, what, what, do, you, what do you have to say today? You're incredible, I'm so grateful. You're, you're amazing. Your thoughts towards me are magnanimous. Why would you invite me into this? This is what I'm made for. Yeah. And the love relationship starts to open who we are for something we have not yet experienced. Because as we take new territory, there is more territory into his nature, more territory into his heart, more territory into his will. Our dear friends, I've not seen them in the longest time, the Hathaways, are moving to Hawaii tomorrow. There is territory. Don gave me territory. Lauren, what will you do with it? What will you do with the word? What will you do with the things that he has given you? I'm not here for myself. I am not here to hope one of these words hits. There's intercessors praying for each of us to move where we are called to go. And it's believing that when I speak, his truth is empowering you and you will take it. And right now I'm saying chains are being broken of unbelief. I say no more unbelief, no more insecurity. Right now, anywhere that you are feeling insecure and stuck, I say no more. We call those things off. 
we say we will not be shackled to arguments against the cross and the love of Jesus. Right now, we say everywhere that you see limitations, God has the way through. If it is where he's taking you to that territory, it's yours. You will see what's happening in the science department, in the middle school kids, where they're insecure. You've been placed there. This is your jurisdiction. And if you don't show up, they are stuck with a wrong identity. If you don't show up and if you shrink back and you do not allow this to be ripped from you and you don't get ruthless with it, how do we get ruthless? We pursue his presence. I give you full permission, God. Show me anywhere and anything that's holding me back. But I will no longer partner with the feeling and the lie and a mindset that I don't belong and I'm not secure. I bless you all to receive something from him that you have not known yet. I bless you to know a part of his nature that he wants to reveal to you, that is kind, it is prosperous, it has provision, it's full of life, it's full of protection. There's no mixed blessing. It's straight from the Father's heart and it calls out your identity. It calls out the people that are gonna be in your life to partner with you. It calls out the love that he has that will empower you to do what we cannot do without him, nor do we want to. So Lord, break that off now. Break off all limitations. Bring the joy, the love, security, the power, purpose, purpose. As I'm saying the word purpose, I want you to put your hands out. It's not a word. This is the Holy Spirit, purpose. Purpose right now, purpose, people. Prophecy, he's gonna keep speaking to you through his own words and through other people speaking to you where you're gonna go. You're not left behind and it's not too late. Thank you for listening to the Jesus Culture San Diego Message of the Week. For more information on our church, visit jcsandiego.com.